Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 159 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you've been with me since episode number one or are a newer listener. I am so excited that you're here, and this is such a great topic, and I have so much gratitude to Leonie for bringing this question to the podcast, because I've talked about it a lot, but I don't know if I've actually had a podcast episode about this, so I'm glad to get this into the airwaves because it is really, really, really important topic. And I always like to share like a quick little bite of wisdom or inspiration in these um, intros to my coaching calls. And I was working with my deck, the Sacred Rebels Oracle cards, which I highly recommend. I love, love them. And I was just shuffling the cards and I asked, what's a message that I can share with my audience or what does my audience need to hear from me right now? And I drew the card faith in the process. And I think this is, I mean, obviously this is going to be a card that's just really good and applicable all the time. But I think that this is especially applicable in our call today with with Leonie, because basically her question is about self-love and this belief that she has to love herself because that's what you have to do to grow and have the love that you want. And there's definitely some truth to that. It's not like it's just straight up bullshit or whatever, right? Like there's definitely truth to, um, uh, to having to 
you know, you can only accept the love you think you deserve, right? And so that really does go down into self-love. But here's the other thing is that self, self-love self is such a freaking buzzword in the self-help industry that I have seen so many women get all bent out of shape like, oh my God, I don't love myself. And believing that that is what's keeping them out of love. And it's almost like this concept of self-love itself becomes a block. And I will tell you that I think that there are people in the self-help industry that are really, really unethical when it comes to talking about self-love. There's a really famous example where, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, someone will be on the stage and say like, name the top three, you know, most important people in your life or the people that you love the most, the, you know, the three most people you love the most in the world. And they might list their partner if they have one, maybe their child if they have one, maybe their mom or their dad or sibling, or maybe like a really old good friend. And like almost no one would put themselves. And then the speaker will be like, oh, you didn't put yourself. Hmm. What does that say about you? And it's like, it's a trick question, right? Like it's not fair, but, and I know that's a, like a really extreme example, but unfortunately it does happen. But I feel like there are many versions of that happening all the time in this space. And honestly, I think it needs to stop. I think it's really disgusting um, to try to convince people that they don't love themselves in order to buy their products, programs, and services. And look, like loving yourself is important, but I think loving yourself is such a simplified way to look at what it really means to have a relationship with yourself. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it is true. You're only going to attract the love that you think you desire or deserve, not desire, deserve. But the problem with that is that relationships are just complex and they involve a lot more than just the emotion of love. And I'm less concerned on how much you love yourself and I'm more concerned with what the relationship is like with yourself. And sometimes it's going to feel like you're on cloud nine and that you're just really in tune and in alignment. And sometimes you're going to have days where nothing feels right, where you just feel totally off and you've been doing all this work for nothing. And that's normal and that's fine. And that's where this card faith in the process comes in because faith in the process, but also just trust in yourself and not just giving your power or your trust or your faith away to these freaking Instagram gurus that maybe are just all talk, but don't really walk the walk. I mean, I don't know if people walk the walk, so I can't make any judgments, but I do think it's super important to be, um, uh, to, to take things with a grain of salt and to just really ask yourself, is this really the medicine that I'm needing right now? Does this really serve me? Does it apply for me? Does it make me feel better? Does it make me feel like shit? And based on those answers, make a decision about whether or not you know, this advice or this person is going to be the right source for you for getting the, the the support that that you need. So in my call with Leonie today, we talk about self love and how she can increase her self love. But really, you're going to see the tool I give her. And this is a tool that you can use anytime. And I love this tool. It's like the self love a meter or whatever. I'm not going to tell you the the catch behind it quite yet, because I don't want to give it away, but you're going to see, and I'll talk about it in the intro or the outro a little more. So make sure you listen to, to that after the coaching call, but there is something deeper and beyond than just the self love a meter that I, that I walk Leone for so, through. So make sure you check out that and listen in for that, because I think that's really what's going to be able to shift your relationship with yourself and how much you quote unquote love yourself. So if you're not sure what self-love is or how it applies to you or what it feels like or how to get more of it or whatever it is, you're going to love, love this episode. And before we get there, just one quick thing is this is like a 
final, final, last, uh, last, last minute announcement. And that is if you are desiring some one-on-one coaching with me this year, then like email me like yesterday, hello at veronicagrant.com because the only way to work with me one-on-one is through my love incubator, which is a one-on-one program with a small group element for extra support. And we start this week. So this week and next week are the one-on-one coaching calls. So if you have missed the boat or you're newer to me and didn't hear about the love incubator, please send me an email, hello at veronicagrant.com and put love incubator in the subject line. So I know to get to it quickly so that we can have a call to see if it's the right fit for you for us to work together this year. This is the only time I'm taking one-on-one clients. So if you've been thinking about working with me or you just don't want to miss this opportunity, but you're not totally sure, but want to talk to me about it, then make sure you email me hello at veronicagrant.com. And this is your last and final opportunity because once the first two weeks of March go by, then we're getting into the group call and it's just too late to join us in the program. You'll just be too far behind and it won't be worth it anymore. So again, send me an email if you are interested in hopping on the phone with me sometime this weekend to see if it's a good fit for you. All right, without further ado, let's get to my coaching call with Leonie. Hi, Leonie. Welcome to the show. Hi. How can I help you? What's your question for me? Um, I think I'm just struggling with the whole concept of self-love. Okay. okay. Knowing what it is, what it feels like. Okay. Okay. And what's the struggle? Like describe like what is it you're struggling about it when it comes to self-love? Just, yeah, what is it? What does it feel like? Um, how do you achieve it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want to be reliant on somebody else to feel love and content and the happiness. Okay. And is that like the root of the why, I guess, behind the question? Like you feel like you're relying on other people in order to feel a certain way? I don't think so, but at the same time, I think it is more just I I want to be able to create it for myself. Okay. So that when I do find a significant other to be in my life, I'm already happy and content and they're just, they just sort of add to that instead of being like you see so many people who are just, oh, when I find Mr. or Mrs. Wright, then I'll be happy. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I, don't, I want to be happy now. And then when they come along, it'll just add to that. Yeah, totally. I love that mindset because that's definitely the way to go for sure. Is there someone in your life that you love very deeply? Like, I don't know, a child, maybe a child, maybe a niece or nephew. Yeah, I've got three kids and yeah. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and close your eyes for me and imagine those kids and then replace their picture with a, a vision, a picture of you, but keep that feeling and keep sending that feeling. But now it's to you instead of your kids. How does that feel? Mm, just keep sinking back to lower frequencies. Tell me about that. It's more of the feeling. But what it, what comes up for you? Like what creates the frequency to go back down? Nothing really. It's just the feeling. Like I thought of my kids and in, I, um, instantly, I, I don't know if you could see it on my face, but instantly I just wanted to smile. And 
Yep, I saw smile. <laughs> yeah, like my in, energy shifted from this sort of feeling up in my heart and but then, yeah, like I think that is what I want to be able to feel for myself. Right, right. Um, okay, so let's do this again. Close your eyes. Yeah. Imagine, imagine your kids get the feeling back, right? Mm-hmm. And see so you feel it. Mm-hmm. And tell me where the feeling is, like from a scale of one to 10. Is it at a 10? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So keep that feeling. Keep your kids in your mind's eye. And now feel or, or put yourself in the picture instead. And tell me where the feeling is, a scale of one to 10. At the moment, it's still sitting up around maybe eight or nine. When it's to yourself. Yeah, now it's sinking though. Okay. Okay. So imagine that this scale, keep your eyes closed, the scale of one to 10, imagine like it's a dial and you can just turn it up or down. It's like the volume on a stereo. So let's say, where's it at? Sinking down, is it at a five? Is it yeah, probably about a four. A four? Okay, great. All right. So let's accept that. Let's own it. And then imagine you're reaching out the dial and you're going to pump pump it up to about a six. Can you do that? If it's a yes or no, then no, I don't think so. Okay. I'm not very good with visualizations. That's okay. That's okay. Just focus on the feeling. Okay. Just focus on the feeling. We're going to try one more time. So reach out for the dial. Okay. And then imagine you're going to pump it up and let's just do a five. No, didn't do anything again. Okay. So when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes. Yeah. So what blocked you from moving the dial up? Like what, I know that like the feeling obviously wasn't there, but there was something, some story or something you probably were telling yourself that prevented you from moving it up to a five or a six or whatever. So what is it that you told yourself or that you believe about yourself? I wasn't really telling myself anything. It was I was just trying to sit in the feeling and trying to do that. Okay. So go ahead and close your eyes for me again. Yeah. And just take a couple of breaths. Get really quiet. So whatever thoughts or feelings or whatever are coming up, just let them go. And just imagine that you're emptying the vessel, your vessel, and you're just getting everything clear, everything clear. And you're gonna I'm gonna ask you a question to ask yourself. Yeah, but I don't want you to intellectualize it. I just want you to see what bubbles up. Okay, yep. so if you start to like go fishing for the answer, yep. let it go, <laughs> clear everything out again, and then ask yourself again and see what intuitively what bubbles up. Okay. So the question is, why can't I bump that meter up to a five or up to a six? Just see what comes up. Because I just don't feel it. You don't just feel it. There's something else. Think back when you're trying to appreciate yourself and love yourself. Has this, does this remind you of anything? Some, something someone said to you one time or the way you were treated. Might have been your ex. Might have been a parent. Grandparent. I just feel numb when I sort of think about myself. Okay. Okay. 
And how has the numbing served you in the past? It hasn't. That's yeah. Well, there is a payoff. Okay. Pardon? There is a payoff. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it. Like you're, you're at a point now where you can see how it's 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 a drawback. Like it's not a payoff anymore. Yeah. I get that, but there is a payoff. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it at all. I guess in the past, it's just prevented me from being hurt. Mm-hmm. It hasn't ever built like built me up. It's only ever protected me from being knocked further down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And when's the first time that you can remember yourself deciding to numb out? I don't remember ever deciding to. It was just that response being hurt, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not that well, I, I don't particularly even remember being hurt. That I guess that's a, just an intellectual response to that question because I don't ever really remember being hurt. Well, here's the thing. Like, you can open your eyes. You weren't born believing or knowing just that you're just going to numb out to keep yourself safe mm-hmm. from being rejected or being hurt, right? Like, that didn't just – you weren't born that way. You didn't just happen to be like that. Yeah. Things happened, probably in childhood, but things happened. And it doesn't have to be, like, this big traumatic thing. It could just be, you know, mom always told me to stop crying, you know, or yeah. to not be upset about, you know, not getting dessert or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It, just, it could literally be simple things like that, but over and over again, just little messages built up yeah. to create the belief of like, I can't have emotions. I can't, it's not safe to feel because then I'm going to be disappointed or then I'm going to be upset. I don't know the exact, you know, where the, the exact core wound is, but. It probably is just that from having, because my mum's one of those people who is has a shell of uber positivity, mm-hmm. but then just constantly throwing out those tiny little niggly comments that she kind of tries to pass off as a joke, but they're not. Yeah. So it probably just stemmed from years of those tiny, tiny little niggly comments. Exactly. Exactly. And can you remember some of those comments? You don't have to say them here, but can you remember some of those? Not the specifics of them. Um, I know that there was a lot to do with after my brother was born. Um, I must have, not long after he was born, sort of become quite jealous of him, mm-hmm. even though, like, mum and mum did go out of her way to try to make time for me and all of those sorts of things. But, yeah, there was a lot of jealousy there to the point where the majority of his childhood I just hated him. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there was lots and lots of comments surrounding that. It was just especially like he's eight and a half years younger than I was. Oh, sorry, seven and a half years younger than me. So at the time I just wanted to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do my thing but of course you've got a young child constantly in your face wanting your attention right right so then you can see where it became just easier to shut down yeah I guess right because like 
having those emotions, frustration, jealousy, anger, those are exhausting emotions to have over a long period of time. They're exhausting. Nobody wants to feel like that for a long period, including kids. And so you learn to shut down. Also, there's also some programming around potential programming. I don't want to put ideas or words in your mouth, but you probably also some created some stories of like, you know, I'm not good enough for my mom. My brother's more favored or whatever. Mm. Maybe he wasn't really favored. He just was younger. And so therefore naturally needed more attending to, you know, when you're older, right? Like, but you could have read that as I'm not good enough. You know, she didn't pick me. She didn't favor me. She didn't love me. And you just internalize that. Yep. Very possibly. Okay. So your work is to, to go back and to, um, really begin connecting these dots and to, you know, do some of this inner child work that I talk a lot about, um, because the block that's keeping you from going from the four to the five to the six and so forth is, um, a belief that you've internalized that, well, one, like you're just used to shutting down and it's hard for you to feel something. Whereas like with your kids, there's like that, there's more of a barrier. So you don't feel like that, um, self-judgment right those are kids yep. rather than it, than it being you yeah so I think what could be really helpful is one just to use it as a gauge like do this exercise with the dial moving it up to a 10 or you know to the higher numbers do it once a week once a month I don't care what it is but just kind of check yourself like okay how high can I get the dial up today yeah. uh, is it at a four is that great if it's at a four like own it like cool I'm at a four that's awesome And then next week, maybe you're still at a four. Great. That's awesome. The week after that, maybe you can get up to a five. Great. You're making progress. And just keep using that as your kind of compass to see, to see where you are. And I think a lot of this will make it, it'll become easier to move that dial up to higher numbers. Once you can really begin to clear some of this core wounding and really see, well, what were the beliefs that I created about myself, about life about whatever from my experience growing up it doesn't mean your mom was a bad person doesn't mean she was a bad mom or something like that it's just that she's mom she's doing the best she can she's busy she can't possibly give you all of her attention because she's human and she's imperfect and yeah possible to give someone 100 of your attention Um, but kids don't understand that right and so you painted a picture your story around it and now it's time to let that go because that story is not really serving you and it's not really fair to what is actually reality So if you ever decide to join the Love Action Tribe, there's a whole module on doing the inner child work. And I highly recommend whether it's to the tribe or some other way, doing some of this work so that you can really begin to clear those limiting patterns um, and uh, and beliefs. Um, And then just the reason why I picked your kids is, and for those listening, it can be your kids, it can be a dog, it can be niece nephew doesn't matter but just something where you can feel that feeling and then turn it to yourself because sometimes like yeah it can be like well I don't even know what love feels like well you probably do because there's probably someone or something in your life that you unconditionally love so it's just a really easy access point and then just come back to that that. really good exercise yeah and just see where you are and just use it as a gauge and no matter where you are like no judgment cool you're at a four that's awesome and if you had a bad week and the next week you're at a three great that's fine. That's where you are and work with that because the more you judge yourself, then 
the harder it's going to be to improve this quote unquote self-love. And this takes me back to what I said originally is that self-love in my opinion is less important. And, and what's more important is the relationship with yourself. And part of the relationship with yourself is if you're beating yourself up because your self-love meter is at a three, (laughs) like there's just like a problem with that. Right. Yeah. So it's about being kind and compassionate. Like, okay, I feel like I'm at a three right now. And I'm going to just be really compassionate and kind to myself. And like that alone can get you up to a four or five. But even if it doesn't, like that's what I'm more focused on or what I care more about is seeing how do you relate to yourself overall than how much you quote unquote love yourself because your relationship with yourself is so much more complex than, than, you know, this quote unquote self-love. And like, even think about your kids, like obviously you love your kids, but you might get really mad at them sometimes, right? Or they mm-hmm. might drive you crazy sometimes. Doesn't mean you lo- you don't love them, right? Yep. And it can be the yep. same type of relationship with with you. Yep. Um, so does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Right. What did you? That what did you learn? The reason why I had the giggle when I closed my eyes and saw them I was like, oh my god, they drive me crazy, but I still love them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, what did you learn? What's your biggest insight? Yeah, definitely will be completely dropping the whole notion of self-love because, yeah, that was a, like, that's one of the things that I think hit the hardest was I don't know why I've taken labels off everything else but not that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, a lot of the inner child work. Yeah. Going back and sort of seeing what, what, blocks I have put there and sort of what emotions are attached to that to be able to because I mean I already realized that awareness precedes change so until you're aware of something you can't possibly change it totally 100 percent yep yeah yeah so awareness is the first step it's not the only step but it's definitely the first step sometimes it's the hardest step so Awesome. Well, you've got some good steps to take already from this call. So yeah. thank you thank you so much and um, keep in touch. Let me know how this goes. Okay. Will do. Thank you very much. Thank you. As always, thank you so much to Leone for coming onto the show and always my deepest gratitude for all the women who come onto the show and are willing to be open and vulnerable to be coached. I know it takes a lot of courage. So thank you. Thank you. Now, I really love this question and I love this episode because this is a really good example of why I'm not a huge fan of self-help books. And I recommend books very, very sparingly. And even in my own life, I'm pretty picky about the self-help books that I read. And also, even from people that I greatly admire and respect, I don't necessarily like overdose myself in self-help because it's very easy to overdose and then you just kind of go crazy and like isn't the whole point of self-help to live your life and just to live and not to always be thinking about what can I do to change myself or improve myself or or whatever it is and so I think a lot of times self-help books you know sometimes the authors have really good intentions but sometimes they're sharing their experience as if it's supposed to solve the problem for everybody else too and just because something worked for someone doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else and I found in my own experience and in my clients experiences is that if a book is portrayed in a way of like this worked for me it can work for you too and then it doesn't work for you then 
then you can create some stories around it, like something's wrong with me. Well, I guess I'm just never going to be fixed. Maybe I'm just not cut out for this. And that can actually create more damage than, you know, than how you felt before. And, and obviously this isn't necessarily the author's fault or whoever was writing it's fault. Um, however, I do think that it's often an unintended consequence that can create more harm than good. And the other thing is that a lot of times, even from people that I love and have a lot of really great wisdom and, and advice and tips and all those kind of great things to share, is that you can just simply be on self-help overload. And you can just end up with a whole laundry list of like, oh, I got to fix that. I got to change that. And I got to do that. And I got to do this. And it just begins to feel overwhelming. And and then you can just create the story of like, oh, I've got so much to heal. Or I've got so much to change. Like I'll never get there. And then blah, blah, blah. That can just send you into a spiral as well. And then sometimes like there's just memes that do really well on Instagram. A lot of people click it. A lot of people or like it. A lot of people share it or comment on it. And a lot of times those feel good memes are like around self-love or trusting yourself or whatever. And it, yeah, it's like these things are true and they're good advice, but when taken out of context, I think that it can create a lot of pressure and then like almost like an internal complex of like, oh shit, do I love myself? And I think this is exactly where Leone found herself. And it's not that like I'm saying, screw loving yourself, like let's not even worry about that. But what I am saying is that, is that really what's blocking you or is it now you've just created this whole story that you don't love yourself and and now that's what's really blocking you. And with Leone, I think it was a little bit of both. I do think she's been taking really good care of herself. And I think she's been doing a lot to get to know herself again after her divorce from her from her husband. And as we've seen from the exercise that I that I gave her, you can see that, okay, fine, maybe there is some room for her to grow. So let's talk about this and, and what to do if you feel like, well, maybe my self-love isn't exactly where it needs to be. So the first thing I would do is ask yourself, why do you want to increase it? Why do you want to have more self-love? Is it just because it's something you feel like you should do? Is it because all the gurus are saying to do it? Or can you definitively point to where it's creating problems in your life based on who you're attracting or how you're treating yourself or things like that? And if you aren't even sure what love feels like or self-love feels like, try thinking of someone you love unconditionally. So I did this exercise with Leonie, and it's one of my favorite. So she turned it to her kids. If you don't have kids, no problem. Nieces, nephews, um, pets also work great in this um, exercise. Whoever it is or whatever it is that you deeply unconditionally love, bring them into your mind. And then turn it to you. Turn that love to you. And how do you do? Where are you on the scale? And here's the thing, and this is where this is like the trick that I was gonna that I was alluding to in the intro is the important thing isn't necessarily to get to a 10, but to notice what story you tell yourself about where you are. So if you're at a two, for example, and you beat yourself up about it, well, spoiler alert, you're not going to be moving up to a 10 anytime soon because you're treating yourself like shit. And I'm more interested in what the relationship is like with you rather than like what the actual number is on the scale. Yes, I want you to feel deep love for yourself. Yes, I want you to love and accept yourself exactly where you are. And I think that's really important. And I do believe that we only can... Um, you know, receive the love that we believe that we deserve. I really do believe that. However, relationships and humans are complex and they're multifaceted. And it's not just about this one meter that we have to focus on. So yeah, do this exercise, see what number you're at, 
But then also more importantly, tune in with, well, what's the story you tell yourself? Can you really own and accept if you're at a two, if you're at a one, if you're at a zero, I don't care. And then from there, it's so much easier to then eventually move that dial up than uh, it is if you're just sitting there judging yourself or bashing yourself or just saying, oh, I'm so broken. I'm not going to ever get to there. I'm destined to be alone forever. Well, I don't know if you're destined to be alone forever, but you're definitely not going to be moving up on the self-love scale if that's the story you tell yourself. And that's what I'm way, way more interested in. So, and this also just makes this work fun and exciting because this work isn't linear, right? It's not like, okay, step one, step two, or phase one, phase two. It's it's a process. And some days you're going to be feeling like you're at an eight. And some days you're going to be at a two or a three. And some days a five. And yeah, ideally you want the overall tra- trajectory to be going up. That doesn't mean that every day is just going to be a fantastic day where you're just really feeling it and you're feeling that alignment or the love. And can you be with that? Can you be okay with that? Can you still be with yourself and give yourself the compassion um, and the space that you deserve in order to feel how you're feeling? That's way more helpful and powerful when it comes to, you know, then then in turn having that kind of relationship that you want to attract into your life. All right, my dears, that is all I have for you today. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you're not connected on Instagram, make sure you come over and find me. I'm Veronica E. Grant. I'll drop that link in the show notes. Say hello, send me a DM. Let me know what you think about this episode or comment on any of the photos. Let me know what you think about this episode. This can definitely um, just bring up a lot of stuff. So I would love to just know what your insights, ahas, questions are, all that kind of good stuff. And again, if you are interested in working with me one-on-one through the Love Incubator, send me an email, hello at veronicagrant.com, put love incubator in the subject line. Or if you're on Instagram or connected there, just send me a DM and we can connect there and hop on the phone together. All right, my dear, that's all I have for you. And I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.